Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host, Marcus, living in the building. What's up, Marcus? Man, what's up, my beautiful people? And we got a special guest up in here today. One of Chicago's greatest comedians, in my opinion. He a mix of Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Rudy Ray Moore, been on sitcoms. My favorite sitcom was Black Jesus. Man, we're going to give it up to Corey Holcomb, man, for the 5150 show, baby. What's up, boy? What's up, everybody? This is a podcast I'm flattered to be on. They don't know my nickname back in Chicago when I used to hoop was the dunk creator. They ain't know I had that vert like that. But we'll go with the comedy thing. We'll go with the comedy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Corey, we got we got to talk about the hoop, man. Like you doing your thing, man, on the hoop scene. Uh, everybody we talked to said, man, Corey used to jump out the gym. He was bodying people. So let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about how many bodies you got in the city, man. How many bodies did you get in the city? I don't know, man. But I used to. I, it used to be easier for me to get people because everybody didn't know me. See. Everybody knew Marcus Liberty. You was one of the first big men who had the, the handles, the shot, all that. Everybody knew you. You know what I'm saying? Right. See, me, I be playing in tournaments, and ain't nobody knew I was going to take off on them. So I got a lot of people that was like, I noticed their face when I get them. They be like, he took off from there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, everybody we talked to, they said, man, Corey used to jump out the gym. I mean, literally jump out the gym, man. So what made you not, you know, continue to do the hooping thing and get on to that, you know, where you at now? Well, like with, with basketball, I, I just feel like I was one of the people who had to put more practice into my game. I had athleticism like a D1 NBA player, you know, athleticism like that. But mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just realistic. I was like, you know what I'm saying? You really got to work on your game. I didn't have a shot at the time. I didn't have that, but I used to just be able to house anybody my size. They just used to be too little for me, anybody my size. So as wow. as, as the um, as the world started to kick in, because, you know, the bills destroy dreams. <laughs> <laughs> bills destroy dreams. Put it on a T-shirt. I had mm -hmm. to find a way, and you know what I'm saying? Because I was always the dude who used to be signifying, and it used to work. I just started going into this comedy thing, and it worked out. Wow! So you've been doing that for a minute, then being you know funny, huh? Man, I've been I've been this way my whole life, man. With them school them them bus rides to the games, everybody used to sit back there with me, be like, "Oh man, Corey, them finna be cutting up in the back." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, that's what's up. That's what's up? You know what, man? That life I didn't realize that was the best time of my life when I was. Just some little broke dude who used to be hooping every day. I didn't realize that was the best time of my life. Because when we tell you something, go back to what I said. Bills destroy dreams. Hustling these jokes, but I'm pretty good with the jokes too. You know what I'm saying? And it all come from 
doing what we do the past time, sitting in the hallway, cracking jokes and everything. I just took it to the next level. That's right. And Corey, do you think, man, like most hoopers, they try to be funny. They want to be comedians or rappers or, you know, whatnot. Do you do you feel that though when you go out like you see your boy like when you see your, one of your boys at hoop like man you was always trying to be funny but man you was a hooper really yeah you know? well you know it's like um, people who lie to themselves I, I pray for them like this whole comedy thing I could tell I was good enough to pull it off and basketball that's my first love but like I said as I got older I started to realize I'm behind. I should have been in the gym shooting jump shots when I was a teen, or I wish I'd have went to like a, a ball camp mm -hmm. to prepare your mind for what you have to do to compete at a level where you could take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, you about six four, right? Huh? What, you about six four? Man, I'm six on the dot. <laughs> six feet? Six feet on the dot. Yeah. Damn. Six if I was six four, it probably would have made a difference. Because hey, people was talking about it in the trade when we put it that you was coming on the show. They were like, man, Corey used to be dunking on mine. I was like, but he's 6'4". It, it looked like I was 6'4", the way I used to take off on people because I ain't even need a running <laughs> hit you. I could be standing under the basket and catch you. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's back when I used to play ball. It's like, I think my legs got strong because I used to ride a skateboard everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in the projects. Uh, Robert Taylor Holmes, I used yep. to live on the 12th floor. Man, I used to run up the stairs to the 12th floor in probably like a minute and a half. I wouldn't even get tired. That's wow. that young, that's that youth I wish I had back. <laughs> wow. Where's that phone? Oh, boy. That's that's crazy, I don't know about. Right. <laughs> hey, Liv, you were talking about the projects growing up out there, pushing the buggy up the stairs, pushing the uh, shopping cart up the stairs yesterday. <laughs> Hell Did Corey yeah. know about that but when, when, when your grand, your mom go grocery shopping and the elevator's not working, man? It's only one way up. Yeah. <laughs> go through stairs. Everybody, everybody ask your mom you need some help because she'll give them like 50 cents, go buy an icy cup and all like <laughs> We come from the same stomping grounds, man. We come yeah. from the same stomping grounds. That's why, like I say, I was so glad to see y'all was reaching out to y'all. I was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah Let's go. Yeah. That's crazy. That's man, what's up, man. Hey, man, we appreciate that too, Corey, man, because <clears throat> we've been doing this for a minute. We started this when COVID actually hit, man. We was like, man, we ain't doing nothing, man. We had the crib. Right. That's like doing something with bringing some old school cats back on, who back in the day and this and that. And then my man Rob's like, man, we got to get Corey on. I said, well, let's reach out to him. Let's, let's reach out and see. We can, that's all we can do is reach out. If he say no, you know, he say no, but right. we're going to reach out to him, man. And, and luckily, man, your, your people's hit us back. And he said, yeah, we, I'll come on, man. I said, so man, that's love right there, Corey. So we appreciate that, brother, for real. Hey, child, my people hit me back. He was like, somebody, he from Chicago. And then he said your name, but he said it wrong. He said, uh, Marcus... Um, um, Liberty or something like that. I said, Marcus Liberty. What? What? Make it happen. <laughs> you everybody he ride with. I'm riding with them. I was watching. Um, I was watching something on Facebook the other day. It be you know how you see the guys you used to know from back in the day. They took a picture at a lounge. Man, I, I remember them. They see back in Chicago. Um, they used to have like um the tournaments where it'd be like the age brackets. The 30 and over league, 40 and over league. And yeah. I don't know if they get that out here in LA. I don't know. It's like, 
Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, let's talk about that though, Court, because uh, you've been all over. What do you think separates Chicago basketball, or even on the comedian side too, from every other city? Well, one thing I like about Chicago basketball, we play more of a physical game. Out here on the West Coast, man, I went up there to Venice Beach. See, when I first got out here, I still had bounce. Okay. And I'm here, um, catching people off guard, surprise, um, taking off on them. But, like, like down low, like, when we get the ball in Chicago, we go up strong over people. Out here... It's like they call that gorilla ball or whatever that is. I'm like, whatever you call it, I'm going on you, fool. They act like you cheating. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? This is that. I ain't talking. There's some good hoopers out west because I done met some guys that actually blow my mind. Like, I met that dude, Baron Davis. I was yeah. like, man, this dude right here is the truth because he got bounced. And we yeah. all know that. You know what I'm saying? Right. He had the whole game, actually. Uh, I met some hoopers out here that could play, so I ain't saying the whole West Coast is not, you know, it ain't hoopers out here, but I'm just saying, like, the pickup games, they be straight cake mix, man. Right. They be... You say cake mix? I call it cake mix. I'm like, this is that cake mix ball, man. What, did it let you do what you want to do? <laughs> right, I come to the basketball court with flowers and everything for people. I'm like, right here, man. <laughs> when I first got playing with the celebrities, I was playing with the, uh, Brian McKnight. They be talking about Oh, Brian McKnight can hoop, and he can hoop. But if he don't get his way, he quit. And because it's Brian McKnight, they be like, okay, man, you can have a call, man. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> I used to be down there at hoops playing with R. Kelly. R. Kelly ran out the gym. But when I was up in there, it was like, even if you beat him, he stay on the court. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing I saw in Chicago. I was like, hold on, we just beat them. How we got to get off the court? It was like, oh, it's R. Kelly. He rented it out. I'm like, man, let me get out of here, man. Let me so I can stay friends with dude because I ain't with all that. You ain't lying. You I, ain't telling no lie. You know, I ain't you know about it. You know you what I'm talking about. Hey, look, to... R. Kelly came up to our park on 99th for Prison and tried to take over, man. The folks ran him up out of there, man. Uh, <laughs> like... Hey, but yeah. let me ask you a question, Corey, man. This is a story I heard you talk about on your show. You say you, you drove all the way to California on a revoke license. Revoke license. All my stuff was bogus, but I just, uh, it was time to go. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put my faith in myself and God or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just I just left, man. If I got pulled over, man, ain't no telling what. Because, like, yo, it's a lot of people, like, if, if you're an inner city dude and you ain't ever been nowhere, let me tell you something, man. When you out there driving on that road, Reality kick in because we were. I went the wrong way. I drove through uh, Utah, wow, and all like that in uh, Wyoming. That's where we was at, and it wasn't really no speed limit. And the animals. I didn't know how big a moose was till I saw one on the side of the road. <laughs> I was like, "That's a damn dinosaur! What is that, man?" He looked in the car too. Like, what up? He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Man, let's go! Let's go!" I was so glad to get back to civilization because I, I drove out here and arrived in L.A. the day the Lakers won their first championship with Shaq. So right. the city show up because it was their first time winning, and that's how people was doing back in the day. And they right. was like, oh, I don't know nothing about this. I'm like, dude, I'm from Chicago. Jordan them won six rings. We right. 
they tore up Madison and Pulaski that first race. Yep. <laughs> yep. So so you went all the way to California. I know you and Garfrey and D Ray was doing y'all thing, had y'all set up at was it at the Cotton Club? Uh yeah, we all used to start. We I, I used to do the Cotton Club back with uh this dude named Jimmy Spinks, big dude at the dough. He was the fat boy in car wash. And uh Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac popped in there one day while I was on stage. And Bernie Mac was known for talking about everybody. And so uh everybody knew I talked about people too. So when Bernie walked in, everybody was like, ooh, they better go at it. But I didn't really know Bernie at the time. But I met Bernie later on. Bernie was always cool with me. Well, but in order for you to get your, you know, really get down, you had to move out west, huh? Yeah, man. It's like uh, out west is like um, taking a chance. Uh, L.A. or New York, that's where it was a lot of industry going on. Uh, that was before the Internet was really um, like it is. Now, if people like you on the Internet, you can do things on the Internet, like you said, from the crib. Yep. Like how we sit on couches and stuff. People like you, and as your notoriety grows, you can uh, find a way to turn that into dollars, real dollars, the more people watch. You know That's what I'm right. saying? So it's good y'all doing this, man, because there's a lot of people interested in y'all, man. It's just we ain't never had it where it was set up like this now. But now it's set up, so keep doing this, man. You know what I'm saying? And anybody y'all need me to help um, help y'all find, but some of these Hollywood dudes are funny acting, man. They really... <laughs> They kind of weird, man. Hey, but Corey, I, I tell you what, I took a I took a page from your book. I put my cash app in on, on all my profiles. <laughs> you smart. I saw, dude, I saw a dude give y'all all y'all a thousand dollars one day watching your show. Yeah, said, man. One dude, he he was man. I don't know where he got. Probably he <laughs> them hot credit cards like dude just got caught. I don't know. I'm like he passing out money like that. <laughs> So, government, if you watching, I don't know nothing about it. I'm just assuming. Because <laughs> <laughs> watch it. Oh, man. So, man, we got some people on the line, man. Let's uh, go down the line, Bob, and see what we got, man. Oh, man, I've been so busy <laughs> laughing my ass off. Any people y'all see, y'all know from open? What'd you say, Gordon? Is there any people y'all see on y'all chat that y'all know when you see their name from back from playing ball in the day? Some, some of them, yep, yep, some of them, man. Like we, we get, well, we had some old school guys on, man. Before we had, you, I don't even know if you remember Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, what school he went to? New Sabo, man, back in the fifties. Yeah, wow, that's way, that's way back. You know, and he was on there, man, dropping some straight knowledge, man, about how they treated them back in the day and all that stuff, man. So, you know, so I was going to wind up going to do Sabo. My mama got a Section 8, uh, real talk, like the first day of school when I, we wind up moving north. But uh -huh. I lived in 266 South State, uh, the last white building going that way. And uh, I was all set. I was going to be a do Sabo. I was scared because they... Uh -huh. They used to chase my brother home. He was a straight square who played with animals and stuff like that. And like, he used to come home, man. I used to be like, man, what they do to you, man? Wow. So I was a little nervous about DuSable because it was over there in the uh, by the Red Builders where they was uh, a yeah. different game than where um, I was over in the, uh, the, the white buildings. But I always remind people, at that time where people still had respect for elders, 
your mother could still walk you to school and gang members wouldn't jump on you in front of your mother. Yeah. And yeah. People don't know that, but I'm yeah. saying like, we, yeah. got, we have progressively gotten worse as a people because now ain't nobody honoring nothing. They'll jump on you while you with your mama, your grandmama, they might jump on your mama. Yeah. Right, yeah. So what you think we need to do, man, because you're right, man, it's a lot of senseless violence in Chicago. If you was the mayor, how would you handle that situation? Well, um, you know, I would I would just say what I say to uh, my people um, all the time. And we have to realize that we have turned into something that just doesn't have a chance to win. We are a fatherless community. Most fathers do not be around their kids um, in the black community. And it ain't just because dads don't care. It's because there's a lot of heat on black fathers as soon as the child is born because the mothers are trained to um, go to the colonizers and work your debt out with them. So it makes brothers be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get away from this because it's a case on me just because I got a son. So I do try to explain to the sisters that you have to allow your child's father to be in the child's life without some debt from the colonizers. Mm. And this is something that I feel like a lot of people don't say, but it is a major part of the problem with why black fathers are not around their kids. They're ducking debt. Yeah, yeah. I can I, I agree with you on that one, man, for real. Yeah. It, that's real. It's a shame the way we um we 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 look to the colonizers to help us get out of our own problems. But the truth is, we need to we need to like if I got a baby by a girl, I'm gonna do my best to try and let her understand I'm a man, and you need to work things out with me instead of going to somebody else and have me answering to their way of life. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll make me get ghosts. That's what most dudes do in the hood, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which leads to most guys selling dope and doing all that other stuff, man, because they hit you upside the head with that child support, man. Yeah, man, it stops your production because um, you really don't make enough money working a, a, a regular job, an average job they get out here for us. And if all your extra money is being taken out before you get the check, it, 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 it it's a hopeless feeling where it leads to, man, I'm going to go and get it like this. Right. This is what's happening. It's a systematic issue. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but I, I, it's not to not uh, the women or the men. It's to say, you really have to be smart enough, even though when you're young, chances are you don't have the wisdom to make these decisions like I'm going to say right here. You have to be smart enough to only be around people that's really down with you. Yeah. All right. If you are around anybody that's not down with you, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I learned that as I got older and some real, and some real um, people who got some real information for me helped me out. Like, uh, I got a song I'm coming out with on this album because I'll be trying to do some little music, acting silly with it. I'm acting silly with it, but... I saw the cartoon and all that. You got to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's this one dude. He, uh, he he used to be in the game. His name was Gorgeous Drake. He a pimp. Okay. Uh, or he was a pimp. 
he ain't pimping now. But all that information he got in the game helps him be the man he is today when he was out in the streets. And he explained to me how, you know, a lot of brothers grow up under their mom, you know, without a dad. So your mentality is that of your mother's, which ain't necessarily bad, but it ain't that of how a man would think. So mm. now that I'm older, I right. understand all people who are around me that ain't really down with me, that's gonna, that's gonna hold me back. Mm. So it's people who I love dearly in Chicago that I had to shake because they live in their life of no progression. Like, you know, man, you still out here doing that, man. Man, I love you, man, but I gotta get ghosts on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they yeah. got, and they gotta understand that too, though. They gotta understand that. You know, shoot, that's that's. I mean, you gotta look out for self, man. Like if I, if you ain't, you ain't enhancing what I'm trying to do, man. You gotta kick rocks. You gotta kick rocks straight up. Yeah, you ain't enhancing me, and you ain't enhancing yourself because you know what you're doing out of your out of pocket, man. Come on, man. Right. How old are you? I, I mean, like I, I'm I'm 51 years old now, man. You know. Wow. So if, I'm, right. if, I'm, if, I'm, if I go visit my partners and they doing the same thing we was doing when we was 20, I got love for you for real, but I can't be around you. Yeah. And most of hey, my Cole, guys- Let me ask you a question, bro. You, you, man, you know what? You, man, you go so hard, man. I watch your show, man. I mean, you go extra hard, but you're a pretty intelligent cat, man. And you're, you're very knowledgeable in, in what you talk about. And I, I pay attention to some of the terminology you use and I want to throw a term at you, and I want you to tell me where, where it came from, from your mentality, when you say company man. Oh, a company man. That's what, that's what Ice Cube is doing now. Uh, right now, uh, like I say, Ice Cube, his old CDs, like America's Most Wanted and all that, that's part of my foundation, how I grew up listening to Ice Cube and how knowledgeable he was. But as he's gotten older, um, and he wants to keep his status in the in the Hollywood realm. Maybe that's what we can call it. He's become a company right. man, meaning like he will find a way to make excuse for um, to justify what he's doing with the people on the other side who really are against all black growth. Right. Donald Trump against black growth. I don't care what he said. What he's done is what I choose to judge him off of. You know what I'm saying? all the lies and corrupt stuff he's done. And you know what I'm saying? It's like when I watch Ice Cube in these inter interviews, he really won't denounce who Trump is or, or, or speak on what Trump is. He's playing it right down the middle. And everybody know, man, it ain't no down the middle. Who are you? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. No middle, if you if you playing it in the middle, that means you on the other side. Right. Yeah. Wow. A company man is a guy who plays it down the middle, you know what I'm saying? Or a guy who uh, tries to act like I'm down, but you see it in his voice that you're not down. You you over there with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got one more, one more thing I want to ask you, Liv, before you get them back. Charles Barkley. Company man. <laughs> okay. Always company man. Broke my heart when Trayvon Martin got killed and Charles Barkley said, well, you know, he was probably out there doing something he ain't had no business doing. And then woo, woo, woo. I was like, how could you say that? This young brother got shot by a maniac. Cause that dude is a maniac. His police record shows it. Uh, I forgot the guy's name who shot Trayvon. Um, uh, I don't know why I can't think of his name. Real bad guy. Zimmer, Zimmer. Bad guy. 
What's his name there? Zimmerman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Right. George Zimmerman. This is a career bad guy. His record shows it. And Charles Barkley made an excuse for him. I ain't like that, man. I ain't like that. So Charles Barkley is like, it's it's a lot of people that I play it off, I smile with, because I talk crazy about Stephen A. Smith. Then I saw him uh this this uh when the All-Star game was in Chicago this past year. And I kind of yucked it up with him because I was like, yeah, right. all right, what up? Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. But Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley is a career company man, and he said a lot of awful things about black people. And I really don't think he likes black people. I think he likes the fact that the other side uses him as a way to talk bad to black people because they don't they don't hire the white sportscasters to talk about black people. Now they hire the black sportscasters to talk about black people. <laughs> you know yeah, that's crazy too, Corey. That that we turn against our own people uh, just to make a buck. You know, like why why do that, man? If anything, reach down and pull up the next brother. You know, instead of putting them down. You know, we see that a lot, man. I know you probably see it on the comedy side that people uh, like, man, hating on you because you doing your thing. They don't know your struggle, to what you came from to get to where you were at, but people tend to hate, especially us against black on black, you know, hating on each other and not trying to pick us up. Why do you think that happens a lot? There's a lot of people who are born immoral. Like we have to just understand there's some bad people in the world, man. Well, you know, you know what we all grew up? I see some people that are bad. Like, that is a bad person right there. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to, I mean, they don't teach us this in school that you're going to run across some people who are bad. So that's why when people run across people who are bad, they don't really know what to do half the time. Hmm. There are there are immoral people in this world. There are people who would rather be white than black, even though, you know, they black. If they could change their skin color, they would. You know what I'm saying? And right. we just be reminded this is what we up against while we still alive you got to run into these type of people they out here so prepare for it because you can't duck them there's not a lot of moral people in an immoral society you know right. what i mean this is all cutthroat right. out here man this wow. is the thing think about it as soon as you walk this out is- your front door you are in the meat grinder wow. Ain't no, you might run into one of them karens who say you did something to her and wind up getting you arrested. That's why it's like every day before you walk out the door, man, you really got to be like, okay, I'm going to go out here. Let me make sure I keep it together. You know what I'm saying? No arguing about the nonsense and everything, man. It's hard to be strong in this society, but you have to because if you make one mistake, man, and that system gets you, they're going to lose you. Yeah. They're going to lose you. So that's, you know, this is this is all ball Chicago. So we're talking about some hoops, but we also talking about other things as well. But who is your top five, your all-time top five NBA guys? It can be from the past. It can be from the present. Who is your top five? Okay, I know I got – everybody probably say the same guy. Jordan got to be one. Um, I want to say Bill Russell. Okay. But he played against a lot of white boys. <laughs> The NBA, <laughs> um, they wasn't letting everybody in. That's that's one thing that people don't say. I believe Bill Russell would be good in any era, mm-hmm. but they weren't let. It wasn't it wasn't full of black people. And I will say this: LeBron might be number two. He probably my number two, but 
the footnote on that is this NBA now is set up where European players can excel because it's not as physical. Mm. Right. There's right. no way Steve Nash and you know guys who, who, who like that could excel the way they did if the NBA was as physical when Jordan them was playing. Because for Jordan to beat the Detroit Pistons, he had to get that weight room action on. You know what I'm saying? Because right. right. Them on some physical brand of ball. That's why Jordan won to me. Okay. So you got yeah. Jordan, uh, LeBron. And, uh, I ain't going to lie, man. One of my sleeper guys that I'm, I'm going to just say three because top five is top five anyway. Right. It's Isaiah Thomas because, man, Isaiah Thomas used to hit big shots. Like, <laughs> he sure did. like man, this is a little monster, man. You can't <laughs> sleep on him. Yeah. He was yeah. evil. And he was his, he was the way he was, but Isaiah Thomas was a monster out there on that court. Yeah. Then I pushed Shaq because when he was playing, it really wasn't nobody to match up with him. Right. right. Wasn't no monster like that when Shaq was playing ball. <laughs> when he yeah. first got in, he was dominating uh, Akeem Olajuwon and David Robinson. It's like they went. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Young Shaq. And I guess if I gotta think of somebody who for. I can't leave, I, even though it's hard to leave some of the people I'm going to say off, but I can't leave Magic Johnson off that list. That's right. <laughs> right, right. I, you, you just can't. He was 6'8", running the point, won the title his first year when Kareem went down and dominated while he was still playing. It's just he got that package out there playing with them boys. Right, right, <laughs> right. So that, that, you could just, that's a top five that I feel like couldn't be beat no matter what team you put against that team. But there are people who might disagree because the NBA has had some real talent in there, man. Like, I ain't forgot how good Kobe Bryant is. I ain't forgot how good uh, Tim Duncan was and, you know, people like that. But if you're going to say top five, it's going to be, you know, like this because there were so many good players. Yeah, because we had uh, Prudent that we have on the show, Bob, and he was talking. He said, to, in his eyes, Wilt Chamberlain is the GOAT. Like will be the uh, goal. That was, that was Rick Barry. Yeah, he said, and he said the reason why anything the kid, anything that he wanted to do, he did it. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna average 50 rebounds a game, and he went out and did it. <laughs> but well, it who could, was he playing against? There you go. I was gonna say that could be the same thing that you were talking about with Bill Russell. You know, like man, you ain't, you're not really playing against, you know, that competition. Man, Elgin Baylor and all of them was back then. Right. Back then, man, I don't even, you got to put an asterisk on all that stuff. They did not allow the NBA to be full of black people back then. Right. You know what I'm right. saying he was against Bobby and, 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 uh, Bob Cousy <laughs> and yeah. all them guys, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Hey, so you got to go top five comedians then. Oh, man. Crazy, Bobby. <laughs> crazy, man. I don't even watch other comedians that much. Um, the old school? You ain't watch none of the old school guys? That's why I was going to bring up some of the old school guys. Guys like uh, Richard Pryor and a sleeper is Rodney Dangerfield. A lot of black people never I saw his Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield used to be one of the white guys that could perform in front of black crowds. He was funny as hell. Yeah, that's how funny he was. You know what I'm saying? Um, actually, actually, um, Bill Cosby was good back when he was young. Okay. You know? Bill Cosby was good. And um, like right now, if you just add some comedians on this, see, it's some underground people. That's funny. That are the real deal. 
You know what I'm saying? Like out here in these undergrounds, man. See, back in the day, there used to be talent scouts who went and looked for talent around the country. Now, because of the internet and all these TV stations, they need content. So they almost anybody can be on TV now. Like there's a lot of guys like internet stars. They're not funny, but they getting comedian run because uh, these these different um, television stations and internet um, places, they need content. So they'll put you on. Because I was watching Netflix, man, and I just was like, yo, a lot of this stuff is garbage. Mm. Right. Garbage. It's not the elite. It's so many comics that open up for me that are on Netflix. I don't get on Netflix because of my political stance, mainly. They don't want nobody like me around because I say how I really feel. So right. I have to sacrifice my career um, because I want to stay true to self. But it don't bother me because I might not be a millionaire like that and all like that, but the streets love me. So when I showed up at these cities, I still make money. I don't have to be no billionaire. I'm from the projects, homie. <laughs> Look, I can buy a car and give the little raggedy bros I mess with a couple of hundred dollars in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm rich in my own way. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> don't get mad, girls who listen to this. I'm still give you that 150. I promise. <laughs> Man, to all our listeners, man, we got my main man, Corey Holcomb, on the show, man, All Bar Chicago, man. We appreciate you, man, coming on, man, too. Um, but before we go, man, we got to talk about the finals, you know, LeBron James and L.A. Lakers. Do you think that was really like a championship or you think that was just something that we had to do just to, to be doing? Um, It was different. It was different. But I ain't going to take nothing away from LeBron because – Yo, like, well, like LeBron, he does things that I don't agree with, but I can't take nothing away from him as a player because he's been in the league a long time and hands down, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't nobody out there like him to be that. So I don't want to take away all from him because a lot of this, I hate when people compare Jordan and LeBron and all this because it's like, okay, man, they both wrong. Both Mm -hmm. of them could play. Both would dominate in any era, I believe. I, I right. believe LeBron is being strong enough to play when Jordan them was playing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can't say that about Steph. And Steph is the greatest right. jump shot shooter ever. But if he was playing right. out there against them bad boy Pistons, uh, <laughs> <That's> problem, <laughs> he wouldn't be getting them shots off like that. He'd be getting some shots. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, I give LeBron his credit for what he did. I can't take nothing away from him. Right, right. So what we got, Bob, any uh, comments, man? Want to, anybody? Yeah, man, there's a gang of people on here, man. They were saying... Um, uh, uh, somebody, you know, Wesley, Wesley says something. Let me get that next one. You played with Alonzo Burns? Yeah, I did Triton College. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. So you played with Burns. How Burge was Burns? Burge had that smooth game, man. Even though he had the uh, uh, the haircut, used to have me rolling. But I'm just saying, back in, back in the day, he had the uh, what's that song? I got oh, wait a minute. I, I can't think of the name of the rapper. His hair was like, but anyway, yeah, I was out there at Triton. Triton had some good ball players. It was all the people who ain't had no grades. Right. <laughs> Up in Triton, yeah. I played with Lonzo Birds. We used to go at it in practice. Wow. Birds, 
Verge had real game, though. Like, young Verge is just, I could tell basketball wasn't his main focus. It's just he was a natural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If Verge was like really on his work outside of the game and working on his game, Verge could have got paid playing ball, but he no. was just a natural. So he was better than the average person without even trying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, it's son to him. And his son is at Arizona State right now doing the same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, son, his son, the truth. His son, the truth out there at Arizona State. He giving them buckets. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to be, be in Arizona next weekend at that comedy club out there in Phoenix. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to look him up just because I'd be interested in what these guys doing who are the seeds of the guys, you know, around my age. You know what I'm saying? I be, man, I root for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I really right. do. I be right. rooting for people, so I'm gonna look him up. Last name, last name, still is it Verge? Still, yep. Junior. He's Junior. That's yep. what's up. That's hey, come off the bench and got forty last year, didn't he? Live. Yep, yep. Came off the bench and got forty. People were like, I, I told. Him. I think he's six, about six three, six four. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I I would I would urge all the guys who listening who got um, young players um, that work out. And that shooting jump shots is um is so important, man. Cause like you might be athletically as good as anybody, but if your skill game ain't there, you're gonna start to fall behind once you start getting up there in the college level where you playing against people who just as big, just as strong, or stronger or bigger than you. But if you can shoot, you can fit in any hoop situation. If you can shoot yeah. and learning how to shoot is just practice. Yeah. So practice. I know you're stronger than everybody at this time. You can go in the gym and still dominate. But if you got that shot, you make a difference on the court. So say it again, Corey. Where you where you performing at, man? So because we probably got some listeners, man. That they in, they in that area, in Arizona, man. So they, we want people to come out and check you out, man. Next um next um Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's comedy clubs. It's the um it's the Improv out there in um Phoenix, Arizona. Um, they, you know, look it up because I don't have that info right in front of me. But okay, I actually drive to Phoenix from LA. It's a five-hour drive, and I'll be tired of getting up planes anyway. I just hop in my truck and ride out there. And last time I was out there in Phoenix, I run across a lot of people. See, people from Chicago have moved all over this country. Yeah, you know? yeah. To tell you, man, if you out there in Phoenix, and you know what I'm saying, you part of this crew, whatever. Because I look at all us as crew on the. Old basketball right. side of the game, man. Damn, I hate y'all lost that Final Four game in Illinois. Boy, I was oh, the man. I screwed on you, man. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I was sick, man, because we beat them boys twice, Corey. We beat them twice. I know, man. Couldn't win that big one. I know, man. But look, you got to remember this, man. Remember this, Marcus, man. Almost everybody who grew up, in Chicago at that time, because that was before the internet hit. Right. They know you, man. So when you reach out to people, man, I'm sure you're going to get positive um, um, energy back because everybody used to root on you, man, from my, Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Man. My man, dude. Nothing but love, Corey, man. Straight from the heart, brother. Keep doing your thing, too, man. Bob, you got something you want to, you know what I Give a shout out to your, your crew over there at 5150 Show, man, because you got Ice-T. I forget her name. But I love her to death. Darlene, uh, co-host. Yeah, um, her name is Darlene Ortiz. That's 
Um, uh, the girl who was on that Power album holding that gun, that big shot gun. Yeah. Still try to work out and keep herself together, though. I see his ex-wife or something like that. And then you got your boy Zoe and Craig. Both yeah. of them boys are hilarious, man. Love those guys. Man. I love y'all so, show, man. So, so Corey, yeah, drop that then, man, to our listeners. So some of our listeners don't can't think of, they probably don't know how to find you on that internet, man. So drop your show, man, so they can go check you out. Right. Every Tuesday, man, 8 o'clock LA time. That's 10 o'clock Chicago time, 11 o'clock East Coast time. We do this show. It's called the 5150 show. 5150 is a police code for crazy. And that's how we be on the show. We be crazy. And if you like this type of conversation, you will love what we do on the 5150 show. Because um, like when I do my show next week, I'm going to promote how I was on your show. And a lot of my listeners, man, I'm telling you, we be the same type of dudes looking for something that we can find, you know, and relate to on the internet. So I'm going to plug y'all's show too, man. I'm Yeah. Joe Doherty, real quick, Joe Doherty said he'll be out in Arizona January 7th. Oh, that's way too far. He <laughs> said he'll be out there January 7th through the 10th playing golf. He said he'll look you up. Oh, that's what's up, Joe Doherty. I remember Joe Doherty representing Crane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corey, Corey, a true, true Chicagoan, man, and much love to the championship, Morgan. Yeah, Crane, you did city championship. Because Terrell Murphy wasn't all that. No, I'm just messing with That's the man. He man, cool man. See, y'all thought I forgot. I ain't forgot, man. That was the time of my life when we was young. No doubt, no doubt. Can you come back on, man, around Christmas, man? All y'all got to do is reach out to me. I'm here. My man. My uh, man. We're going to do a special edition for Christmas, man. Love you, man. All right, man. Love both of y'all, man. Y'all be good. Yeah, we definitely going to reach out to you because we might need some other cats on, man, that you probably got, you can get to that we can't get to. So, yeah, definitely. All the ones that's real who I know, yeah, because uh, some of these guys, they're weirdos. They be, they don't want to, they don't want to take away from no quality time with their boyfriends. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it up for Corey Hokum on All Ball Chicago, baby. Uh, Let's uh, go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.